Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hi, everybody. Jackie Woodside here again, the founder of the Conscious Living Podcast and the Conscious Living Summit and the Curriculum for Conscious Living. I'm all about conscious living, where we are here to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I have with me today a friend and colleague who I've done a few different projects with and always enjoy collaborating with. You are absolutely in for a treat today. J.V. Crum III is the founder of the Conscious Millionaire uh, podcast and the author of the Conscious Millionaire book. He is a coach and uh, an extraordinary consciousness around what it means to live life consciously in business, around money, and how we move throughout our world. So JV, I'm so glad that you are here with us today, your, your godlike essence uh, shining forth for all of us today. Say a little bit more about yourself, just so uh, our listeners can get to know you a little bit. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, I have an interesting background. I grew up in a little country town, about two or 300 people. Uh, everybody was broke. And somehow by the age of five, I had already decided I didn't like this story. Um, and so one day, Buddha had the lotus tree. I had the kum- kumquat tree. I was standing by the kumquat tree. I remember it vividly. And I was thinking about this thing because when we'd go to the grocery store, my mom would always tell me not to ask for anything. And then she'd explain to me, I don't want people to think we're poor. And so I said, what's the solution of how I can get a candy bar? <laughs> Right. There you go. It's so interesting how we start out with those little things. And I went, I thought about it for a moment. I remembered it happened very quickly. And I went, I know I'll grow up and be a millionaire. I ran in the house. I announced to my parents that I was a future millionaire. My mother shook her fingers at me and told me not to tell anyone. I'll explain that in a moment. And so, of course, being a good little five-year-old, I went around town knocking on doors to announce to the entire little town of Akloaha that I was a future millionaire. And at 25, I got there with the four-story home, Mercedes and all that. Um, And people would go, you know, sometimes they'll go, well, you got there so young. And I said, I was thinking about it for 20 years. Right. I I had time to like figure this deal out. And when I wrote my book, I put exactly what I just told you about my mother shaking her fingers and my editor said, JB, you got to explain that. And I said, well, I have no idea why she did it. So it took me six months of meditating and stuff. And one day I had another awakening. And I went, oh, now I know. We lived across the street from the little country town. And, and that little country church, it was preached that rich people don't go to heaven. Rich people are bad. They steal from people. That's how they get rich. Because in that little country town, nobody believed you could like be a millionaire and a good person. They were like mutually exclusive. And a lot of people, and the reason I tell them is a lot of people somewhere along the line got a message. You cannot be a good person, really positively impact the world, and and by golly, drive your Mercedes or live in the mansion or whatever it is that you want. No, folks, they go together. It's called Conscious Millionaire. And you can have them both because when you start with the impact, the impact creates 
the financial results. And so you're being paid for making an impact on people's lives and positively impacting the world and uplifting humanity. And that's why it's conscious first, millionaire second. And most people in business in the conventional world, which is still most of the business books, most people's trainings are all talking about how do you make the money? And I go, well, that's the wrong question. How do you make the impact and turn the impact into money is the right question. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. And I know you're all about making an impact and you're really committed to living kind of an awakened conscious existence in life. And you know, I know you've had this experience. Uh, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, how you got so committed to conscious living, but then you've also had an experience these last six months uh, that, that altered your path. So do you want to yeah. talk about both of them? Yeah, we could kind of go, go back and, um, you know, things that I didn't used to mention, I now mention because I am so focused on the conscious dimension of Conscious Millionaire on my show, on the kind of clients I'm going to work with. Yeah. And I'm going, uh, you know, just pull back the curtain. So when I was two, I had my grandmother live with us and her brother who had cancer. And back then, if you had cancer, you just died. Uh, was was living with us. And uh, one day he dies. And every day I would take him V8 juice in the morning. And he died during the night. And I went to take him the V8 juice. And what I called then, and it's a good enough, now I call everything evolved beings, but uh, an angel appeared to me at age two, translucent. And telepathically, you know, I've dissected this because it was a turning point in my life, but pretty early, right? And explained death to me. And since then, I have been called into family, friends who are dying, who have someone dying, and, and I understand the process that it you're, you're light, that's all we are at our core, and we're just leaving this physical body. And we did, we're not dying, the body's going to be left, but we, we, we act like, oh my gosh, her life was cut short. No, 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 she was through with this lifetime, and she went on. And that's all that's going on. And so by the time I was 20, I had really been waking up. And in my 20s, I was starting to have experiences like out-of-body experiences, but no reference for them. Like I didn't even know what these were and I started having them. Um, knowing what was gonna happen next Wednesday. So I'm highly intuitive at a specific place at 4.30 and they'd consistently happen. When I was doing my first, I have three grad degrees. The first one's in clinical and uh, testing psych. I'm a licensed attorney and I'm an MBA. So the first one's out in LA and I was working in a private hospital, private psychiatric hospital. And if you've not spent a lot of time in LA, I'll just summarize. There are plenty of psychotic people to be putting in a psychiatric hospital in LA. And so I work with the closed unit, which is very psychotic uh, people. And I didn't want to tell anybody about these out-of-body experiences because I hadn't read any books on or anything. I'm going, oh my God, all of a sudden I'm out of my body and I'm looking here, what is going on? And um, Stan Groff, who I met when I was living at Esalen and then later did a weekend work workshop with him, I talked to him about this. And if you haven't uh, know who Stan Groff is, go look him up. He created holotrophic breath work. And in the 60s, he was doing a lot of research with LSD. And then when that became illegal, he created the holotropic breath work to duplicate the process and take people through journeys. And so he and I talked about it and he said, he calls this spontaneous spiritual emergence, which is really a good name. Cause that, when he said it, I went, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> sure enough. Cause I had no reference points for this stuff. And uh, 
so I started studying all that and wanting to understand what is going on with me. And it was in my 20s that I realized that I didn't think what was going on with me, because I take kind of a scientific approach to spirituality. It's not how everybody does it. I've lived at a Buddhist monastery. I've lived at Esalen. But I want to understand, because I'm trained in NLP, how do we duplicate processes? How do I have an experience and I have it again? But more importantly, as a guy who trains people and coaches and mentors them, how do I help other people have these experiences that take them to a higher level? And then because I work with entrepreneurs, see their business and their vision and who they should have on their team and what their culture should be and how they should be building their systems from a higher conscious perspective. And you see it quite differently. It's much bigger. It's much, much greater possibilities. And so I started studying these things and including flow. It's my favorite topic to, to teach. And so I started studying flow over 30 years ago and have my own processes. I, I've, teach, I've taught thousands of people how to get in flow. And to me, flow is, I, I realize if you're listening, you might want to listen to this a second time because I'm aware, just in case you're wondering, I have shifted topics many times, but they're all interconnected. And I think they're best interconnected with being in flow and experiencing synchronicity. That's how I live. And in fact, I've created this new phrase. I used to say I, I have synchronicity. Now I say I live in a sea, S-E-A, like the ocean of synchronicity because it happens all day long. And that happens through the process. The most important part is I used to call it present. If you read my book, I call it being present. But I've shifted that because if we think about present, present is past, present, future. There is a timeline related to present. And I've realized that what has happened is that I've slipped much deeper into now and eternal now where there, there is no past, present, or future. Everything is simultaneous, right? And in that now, the sea of synchronicity happens spontaneously all day long. The right person gets introduced and then I have a call with them and then they know this other person, you know, that kind of thing. Life gets so much easier that way, doesn't it? Life is easier. And, you know, like I'm in many transitions right now. And when I talk to people about them, I go, I'm, I'm not worried about the details. Because I live in a sea of synchronicity, it will take care of all that for me. I just need to know the direction I'm headed. And that's all I need to know. Yeah, exactly right. So I, I love this notion of a sea, sea of synchronicity, and I'm I'm really intrigued by your deepening. Like one, you know, you, you said to me earlier uh, before we came on camera, like you know, I've always kind of lived this awakened life, but now I feel more uh, in tune, more awakened. Yeah, I think the difference is the in the first twenty something years, I was having experiences that I, at least on a conscious level, had no control over happened spontaneously. And to a large degree, I did, I'm kind of like, going, they kind of shook me a good bit, right? Now I have a lot of those experiences, but I know that I'm, I'm creating and open and that I'm aware of what's going on. And then I'm aware there's a conscious way of living and there's a conventional way of living. Yeah. So say more about that. You had mentioned that earlier, conventional way of living when we were talking before we came on camera. But yep. let's let's talk about that first, and then and then let's contrast it to how you see about. <laughs> well, it just happens that on Saturday I'm filming a new training for Harvard alumni. I did a training with them uh, about five weeks ago, and in the first half I'm explaining conventional business, and and then I'm telling them why it doesn't work, 
And my book that I'm working on, on mindset, which is uh, titled Conscious Moon or Awaken Your Seven Money Mindsets, uh, before the concussion, I actually got the first part of it written. So I can tell you how it starts. And I start by telling people, you've been told a lie. And you've been living a lie. And in fact, all of human civilization from the very beginning chose this lie to live. And this lie is that there's limitation and scarcity, and there actually isn't. And because you live that lie of limitation and scarcity, you look at business and money as there's never enough, that you have to compete and fight to try to get ahead. And because of that, you're looking at possibility in a very small little box because there isn't a lot of it, because there's a limitation going on all the time. And then I quote some uh, stats because I went and looked up a lot of stats. I basically knew them, but but think about this. Of all the people who begin a business, about 6% get to 100,000, about 2% get to a million, and about 0.1% get to 10 million. Now, I submit to you that if you really want to grow a healthy, long business, that probably most of us would agree that needs to move into the seven-figure range, right? There is something wrong with a model where 98% of the people fail. That is not a very good model. Wait, why do you say a business needs to move into the seven-figure range? Well, if people are really going to build a longer business, they want to build something they can sell, um, that I think typically most people are thinking about how do I get to seven figures? Because that's where most businesses, somewhere, a lot of businesses get bought that are at one to five million. Okay. Okay. So that that's how I think about it. Um, and very few people do that, 2%. And so conventional reality is based upon looking at life through a limited filter. And it also, I want to talk about ego, but it's one of the things that I have thought a great deal about and analyzed. So I lived at a Buddhist monastery. And if you're Buddhist, love me anyway. So the Buddhists uh, really don't like ego. This is not one of their fun things. Like we're in this fight with ego. I actually don't think that's true. I think there are just two kinds of ego. There's the unhealthy conventional ego, and I'm going to call it unhealthy because the ego is telling you and society is telling you in this conventional way that right now you're not somebody, right now you're not good enough, right now you're not worthy, and if you just reach this next goal, you make that sale, you get that client, you buy that car, finally you'll somehow be somebody. But now most of us who've tried living that find out that it actually you never get to be somebody. You never get to be worthy or good enough because you're always struggling for the next goal. And I lived a lot of my life like that. I'd reach one goal. I'd take about four seconds to breathe and I go, okay, what's the next goal? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Over here on the conscious side is when we begin to resonate and understand that we already are somebody, that we already are fully worthy and good enough. And we aren't trying to accomplish the next goal to finally prove ourselves we're wanting to get there because there are other reasons. In my case, they're all almost all focused on impact and achieving financial success that I can use for things like funding my nonprofit, right? And I want to reach those levels. I'm very clear about it because it changes the playing field of who I know. And then we get to play together and build bigger outcomes, impact the world at even larger levels, build companies that achieve even higher financial success. But I'm not trying to get there to prove myself that I'll somehow be somebody. 
That to me is a critical uh, difference and distinction between this conventional path, which is what we're taught growing up, certainly what I was taught, and this conscious path that says, wait a minute, I'm already an awakened being. I'm already good and worthy. I'm already somebody. Yep. That's established. Now, what am I going to do? Where's my, what goal do I want to achieve that's going to take that to some new level yeah. and also create a better world? Yeah. I call it being your essential self. You're calling it two egos. I, I would say the ego is that, you know, a, a kind of spiritually how we think of it is that part of your, uh, our human existence that is limiting and uh, frightened and fearful and wants to keep everything the same. And, and I think about our essential nature, uh, that one that's tied with our divinity, that's in touch with our divinity. Uh, that one that one that sets goals and wants to do the next thing for impact. I, I love yep. that distinction. Uh, and I, I, I absolutely resonate with that. And I think we are at a time, hopefully, you know, we have a, we're at an impasse as, as a human civilization. Are we going to evolve or devolve? And there's certainly strong evidence for both of those. Well, I think actually both of those are going to occur. And by the way, I just want to comment. I, I love your analysis and thank you for the, the reverbaging because this is one of those things where we're just using different words, but we're actually talking exactly alike, right? Exactly. We're creating it as we go. So as I see the next eight years as a futurist, I think around the globe, and I, we have plenty of evidence right now, that we're going to go into even greater darkness. So we're going to do that decline. But I think by ni- uh, 18, uh, 2030, sorry, uh, I think we're going to have uh, begun to really awaken as a civilization. So I liken this, and I uh, this came out of a conversation, so I always like to give credit, uh, Blaine Bartlett, who's a good friend of mine. And we were talking, and he was saying, well, I think this is like the chrysalis, that this is the caterpillar rearranging itself, and from the outside, it looks like chaos, because we don't understand the rearrangement. And I think that's what's going on in the world, but then a butterfly evolves. I think that's what we're going through. I think we're going through the downslope. And then I think in an almost magical, but certainly enlightened way, things are going to awaken. And they're going to awaken very quickly because statistically from things I've read, if 1% of this population on the earth awakens like we're talking about, which is why it's so important, your podcast, what you're doing, the message you're getting out is so critical to the world what I do in my podcast, I look at it as, you know, we both had large numbers. All those people aren't going to come buy something from us, but we planted seeds in everybody's mind that ever heard an episode. Yeah. Yeah. And that seed will grow. Yeah. JV, how are you using this phrase awakened? So we talked about conventional life and kind of run by the ego and that sense of not enough. How do you describe conscious living or awakened living? Yeah. Great question. To me, awaken. So let's look at. at I've been explaining this uh, most of this year. I did a three day. You know, when you do a three day training, I did a three day, you know, virtual training in April. So you have to put a lot of material together, right? So you have to think through your own model and get it clear. That's one of the reasons to write a book, folks. If you've never written one, is by the time you finish that book, you'll be so much more clear about what you think and how to train it, how to teach it to other people, because you got to figure it out. And I said, okay, so we have the brain that's physical. Then out here is this energy field I call the mind. 
And then the mind is connected to what I now call, I was calling it higher consciousness, but because I'm working on everything being limitless, limitless consciousness. So the brain is receiving that, but your mind has to also open to that. So the awakening to me is your mind awakening to connection to limitless consciousness, which allows you to have a much bigger vision of possibility and to understand the world from a very different perspective. Because I look at the world because of the experiences I've had, um, meetings with evolved beings, um, a lot of, of, of limitless consciousness where I'm the limitless consciousness looking on. So it's kind of like way beyond just the out-of-body experience. To me, this is like a matrix now. I'm like in the movie Matrix. And I think awakening is realizing not intellectually. That's the first step. And that's how it happened for me too. And I think if I hadn't had these spontaneous events that I do not think were accidental, I think they were part of my path. Um, experiential. I'm very much into expert experiences. Because when I went and lived at the Buddhist monastery, uh, folks, in case you haven't lived at a Buddhist monastery, uh, here's what you do. Meditate. Okay. Now we got that. And every once in a while you get to eat. So doing all of that really uh, connected me to ex the experience of what's in the gap. What's in the gap? Because that's what you're really happening as you, for 12 hours in a day, uh, meditate. And realizing that this gap that is formless, not nothing, but formless essence. And that's really a good understanding of consciousness. That consciousness is formless essence. And one of the places in all the galaxies and all the universe that consciousness is expressing is here on planet Earth. And uh, But I have a feeling it's not just you and I as humans, I think it's every animal, I think it's every sentient being, that consciousness is expressing. And then to me, the human experience is ultimately the experience of evolving consciousness. Yeah, That's definitely. really what we're doing here. And so then the question is, how can we not just awaken ourselves, but how can like you and I create programs, trainings, how can books, podcasts, how can we help all of civilization awaken to the kind of experience that we're having that, at least I'll speak for myself, is more profoundly real than when I was living that conventional life, right? Much more profoundly real. And what are some of the things, just, just give a simple high level, what are some of the things that you teach people about how to move into this awakened state? Well, that's where I created the seven money mindsets, but you can also call them seven limitless mindsets. Uh, I, organ I decided to write a book on making on, on money mindsets, because most of what's been written about mindset, um, some of it, you know, James, um, King Can Grow Rich, all of these move into this, but I'm writing my book to tell people, oh, by the way, this is who you really are, and this is what's really going on. So I have seven money mindsets and each one I analyze as to how you apply that to awaken your mind to a more limitless place. So like identity is a huge one. You cannot, when people go, oh, well, you got there really early. Well, I had been shifting my identity since I was five. Now I'm asking the question of myself, how do I sell 
conscious millionaire for 100 million in 10 years. And I widely spread that because guess what? People are coming into my life that want to be a part of that. You know, so I go, okay, so now I'm asking that question. So every day I ask that question. On my show, the new question for this season, which is producing some fascinating results, is if you were going to become a billionaire within 10 years, what impact must you make on humanity? And that impact is both the impact and the scale, because you don't get to a billion with small scale. And who must you become? So that's the quality. Maybe you need to become more bold. Maybe you need to embrace risk because nobody becomes a billionaire without playing in a different risk uh, uh, profile, right? And so to me, just sticking about identity, who must you become to achieve X and Y time is the formula I created. And that opens you to, I must become someone at some level, you realize, oh, I must become more connected to this limitless consciousness stuff. And that needs to become part of mine, because if we go back to Steve Jobs um, and the iPhone, which I say, we need to rename this because I seldom make a phone call on it. Uh, but this was not the result of a focus group. And he called people together. He goes, oh, what's missing in your life? And what would you like as a product? He connected to a more limitless. You go hear Beethoven. You hear these great composers. You see fantastic art. This is all a connection to this limitless consciousness. And the more we become connected to limitless consciousness, the more limitless our mindset is, and therefore the more limitless our vision and our actions are and the results we create. That's how it explained that. Beautiful, lovely. So that's our work then is to connect to limitless consciousness, move out of yep. the ego. And, uh, and that is our path to awakening. It is. And it's a very practical path because you can do it. It's very, very, very practical. And it's, uh, it, it, I think the thing that I like people to think about is that it's not something you do once. It's a way of it's, life. Awaken, living a conscious life, living consciously uh, is a way of life. You awaken, uh, just as you awaken every morning to start a new day, you awaken every moment to engage at a deeper level with the soul. Well, and on Fridays, we're six days a week. And on Fridays, I interview people on the topic of being a limitless performer. So unlocking human potential and evolving consciousness. And I explained that this limitless that we're talking about isn't a destination. You don't become limitless. You right. evolve through limitless milestones. But there's always another limitless milestone because there is infinite limitlessness. Infinite, right. The world, the universe, consciousness. It's hard for us to wrap our head around infinite. It is not a place to get to. It's an experience to be cultivated throughout your life. Well, and I think the reason that, that in order to understand and express limitlessness, is you must experience it, is otherwise you, in the human mind, the only reference points on this planet in conventional living is that everything has a beginning and end. But in limitless, there is no beginning and end. Because there's no time. Because there's no time. There's now. There's only now. That's so great. JV, you've been an incredible contribution to this conversation of conscious living. If people want to get involved with Conscious Millionaire, how do they get in touch with you? Well, there are um, multiple ways. First of all, give you a gift so you get a taste. Go to ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash make millions. And that will take you to a six-minute hypnotic audio, empowerment audio I created on Born to Make Millions. 
And folks, you might be going, well, this guy was just talking about all this consciousness stuff. Now he's talking about money. Yeah, but you haven't heard the, haven't heard the empowerment audio and the secret happens to be a conscious answer to how you make those millions. So go get that. And if uh, what I'm saying resonates with you, you want to have a conversation with me, I'm just going to give you my cell phone. I've never had anybody abuse this. And I've been doing it since I did it on How Elrod two and a half years ago. Uh, it's 303-641-0401. Uh, the best way is to text me because I don't answer any calls. I don't know the number. And you don't need to worry about when you text me because I have my phone set up and at nine o'clock at night till six in the morning, it's not bothering me because it's sleeping. Uh, and just text me and tell me who you are, your website and what you want to talk about. And uh, I don't have staff that look at my text. I'm the only person to access to it. So I always tell people because I call people and they go, oh, my God, it's you. And I go, yeah, I told you I was going to call you. So I, I will contact you. So I'd Great. love to hear from you. That's fantastic. Very generous of you. And it just speaks so highly of your commitment to creating an awakened world. So thank you for being uh, just a tremendous colleague, a wonderful teacher, and a dedicated advocate to creating a conscious world. It's great to work with you. Well, it's been great being with you. And I want to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in the right place. Because if you want to awaken, that's what the Conscious Living Podcast is all about. And be on the path because it's a journey. And I just applaud you for making a choice because the very fact you're here, you've already made a choice. Right. You're on Now path. it's about taking yeah. that choice and going on a deeper journey. So, 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 so true. Awesome sauce. Thank you so much, JV. And uh, until next time, keep doing what you do. <laughs>